You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, generate content, and grow brand awareness. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest today is Mark Emund, founder and executive chair of DemandSpring, which is an integrated revenue marketing consultancy firm. Mark, hello, and welcome to the show. Hi, Jeremy. How are you today? It's great to be on with you. Great to have you. So our topic today is one that is near and dear to my heart, which is namely B2B podcasting, because you guys have your own podcast. It's called Marketing Unplugged, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's just start with why did you guys start a podcast? Yeah, great question. We started, so we're just starting season four right now. So we started it, uh, we've been in business for 10 years. We're a management consulting firm. And I think it just really, it's a medium that really fits with our DNA. It's something that, you know, as we were exploring, how do we extend our content back four years ago beyond what we were doing? Lots of blogging, lots of social media, lots of traditional, more written form of, of B2B content. You know, we thought that it was a real natural extension to who we are and what we're all about. As a management consulting firm, we strive to put out great content, intellectual property that makes people think, that is innovative and original, and importantly, stirs conversation. And we thought, especially this last point was something that podcasts could really help with our ability to connect with our audience, our ideal client profile. And so we, you know, we felt like if we were going to launch a podcast, though, we wanted it to be just a little different, right? We wanted it to be about the topics that matter that are germane to B2B marketers, CMOs and marketing executives, but also one that scratched below the surface and got to know the marketers behind the marketing. And so mm -hmm. our podcast really dives into not only best practices and topics that B2B marketers care about today, the issues and opportunities that keep them awake at night but also gets to know the person we're interviewing, the journey they took to becoming a mm. B2B marketing executive or thought leader, auth, and understanding more about that journey, their path towards where they are today, and also the, the things that they care about beyond B2B marketing. So we get to know them, we get to know the social causes that are front and center for them in their life, and get to know their journey, you know, really providing our, our listeners with an ability to understand best practices in marketing, but also the marketers behind those best practices. So the human side of things, right? Absolutely. The, the, yeah. And why is that good content? What's, where's the value in that? You know, I think it, it's a great question. And like you, I don't think either of us are, are Gen Z. We've been, uh, this isn't our first, uh, first, first rodeo. Asked. I started my career in B2B marketing 25 years ago. And at the time, B2B marketing was, I call it very flat or single, single dimension or maybe two dimensional, right? It was all about features and functionality. And, you know, at least the companies that I worked with, there is a real reticence to scratch below the surface and really get to know the character of the organization and what they care about. And I think we've come really full circle in B2B. And I think a lot of it's been driven by social media, the consumerization of B2B. And now today's B2B firms, we see them, they're out front and center talking about social causes that they care about, really humanizing the brand, personalizing the people within the organization. 
And we just thought the time was right as well to, to really our listeners to get to know again, not only marketing best practices, but the marketers behind those best practices and their journey as a means to help young marketers and marketers of experience maybe plot their, you know, their next move or their, their future course. And so we think that combination of both the professional side of what our guests are, are working on, but also the personal side is a human interest story. We all like, I think here, many of us like human interest stories. We think it appeals to to our listeners. And so we felt like it was a good mix. Okay. So how is the podcast done? You said you've had it for four years now. So first of yeah. all, that's admirable to keep it going for, for four yeah. years, especially since one of the keys to podcast success is consistency and longevity. Mm -hmm. It can take mm -hmm. a little while to build up an audience, but mm -hmm. how did that go for you? How did you go about promoting? How have you gone about promoting the show and gradually building up an audience? Yeah, yeah, I think we've done it relatively organically. We've used both owned channels. Our social media channels are very prominent in, in promoting it. Email as a channel. Our website has it very prominent throughout throughout our website. And then we've we've budgeted some paid media dollars as well to to support the the show. And of course, the guests that we bring on, providing them with the the tools to promote their their appearance on the show as well. So we think at the end of the day. There's a lot of noise in the market, right? It, it, it all comes down to great content, regardless of whether or not it's, it's, you know, visual, audio, written. The quality of the content is, I think, ultimately what drives long-term engagement. And I think we've seen, you know, a nice, a nice increase in our engagement in our podcast. I think, you know, it's, it's due to the quality of guests that we bring on. The depth of conversation, unquestionably the research that we do. We've we've been very fortunate to have a couple of, of researchers on our team that go really deep in combing through interviews that our guests have done, understanding more about things they may have said in the past about social causes or things that they're passionate about, hobbies, interests, the career path they took, what they took in, in school. And so when they come on, we've, we've had a number of our guests say, you know, this is the best research set of questions I've ever been asked mm. on a podcast. And I think that's been a real secret to our success. Talk about the guests that you have on a little bit more. What's your strategy for choosing who you invite onto the show? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, we, we have no lack of, of people and agents reaching out to us to, to request that they or their clients be on our show. And we really handpick, primarily we proactively identify rather than taking inbound requests, the guests we have on, right? We really look for a combination of people who are, you know, really accomplished B2B marketers, CMOs, thought leaders, authors, subject matter experts in different disciplines in, in B2B marketing, people who have have really interesting career paths, a mix of large company, small company, disruptive people, innovators, and then also people who kind of align with our values, or maybe in some cases don't, and it becomes a bit of a provocative show, right? So again, we, true to the nature of the podcast, we look for people who are really accomplished professionally but are, who are also really interesting from a personal standpoint, who support interesting causes, who have really interesting personal hobbies, for example, or, or journeys they've took to where they are today. So I think that that combination of the two creates the magic of the conversations that we have where we, we tend to go deep. Our podcast ranges from usually it's around 40 minutes to an hour and 20 minutes. So we'll, mm. we'll just keep going and, uh, you know, we'll true to the nature, we'll scratch beneath the surface. That's interesting. So, you're really going for the longer form content, mm -hmm. which yeah. podcasting definitely lends itself to. Yeah. 
And that's interesting to me because it really cuts against the grain of what you often hear that, you know, people have super short attention spans yeah. and content needs all, you know, needs to be bite-sized. Yeah. yeah. But a 40 minute, hour and a half long podcast is yeah. definitely not bite-sized. Yeah. Like what is yeah. that, which would suggest to me that there is an appetite for longer form content. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I think it comes down to the quality of the conversation, the match with the interests of your target audience, right? And then I, I think you're right. I think podcasts, right? We we believe people may not listen to an entire podcast in one sitting, but the combination of maybe their drive time at home over the course of a couple of days or or to to work, maybe when they're doing some some work around the house, they put it on and, and they listen to it over over the course of two to three instances, for example. But but I'll, I think, again, it all comes down to if you're having valuable conversations that are of interest to people that strike a chord and resonate with them in terms of both professional and personal, then that's that's where I think to, to me, it's less about the length of the content. It's more about the value and the match with your target audience. And if you've hit the mark, I think yeah. it can be longer. If you if you haven't hit the mark, it can't be short enough. So yeah. that's what we speak for. Yeah, it's a great point. If it's if it's interesting and relevant, people will listen just about however long it is. Yeah. I do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. for podcasts, I like, I don't care how long it is. I'll just keep listening until it's done. Yeah. I, I do the same and I'll go back and I'll, I'll listen to it again. Even, you know, mm. if I, if it's something that is really educational or entertaining, I'll go back and listen to it a second time. So yeah, it all comes down to that, that depth and quality of conversation. The matter Yeah, for sure. So when, when I'm talking, I get asked a lot about ROI when it comes to branded podcasting. Yeah. You know, how do you, especially if you're thinking about starting one and yeah. your bot, you know, you talk to your boss and they're like, well, what's going to, what's the ROI on this? You know? Mm -hmm. So how mm -hmm. do you, how do you think about that? How, how do you measure the ROI of your podcast? Really hard to do. I haven't found a silver bullet there. If you if you find one, let me know. We tend to think of it as part of our overall our overall content marketing mix. And we we believe and we have seen throughout the existence of our firm that when we're more active on social media, when we're more active in terms of content, direct attribution is hard, but we absolutely yeah. see more engagement from our audience, more interest from our audience. I have numerous examples throughout our our 10-year history of clients who will who are who are people that I know in my network or other people in our firm know who see us, hear us, are reminded of, of our being, are reminded of what we do. We may have piqued some interest. They may not have known of a specific area that we focus on. And through our content, including our podcast, we, we remind them, we pique interest and they reach out and that becomes a deal, becomes an engagement, becomes a longer term client for us. So direct attribution is hard, but we absolutely see a correlation between quality and volume of content, including podcasts and, mm -hmm. and business results, business performance. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a really good way of putting it hard yeah. to draw a straight absolutely direct line from any one channel or piece of content to say revenue growth, but in aggregate, you can see at least a correlation, right? Yeah. And we're, we're big, as B2B marketing strategists, we're big believers that in a long B2B sales cycle, there's never one specific thing yeah. that you can say that drove the deal, right? It's always a, yeah. a confluence of, of influences, both in terms of marketing touches and, and, and sales touches that help to move somebody along, right? And it's that combination of reputation 
and the quality of engagement, quality of experience that prospects have throughout a, a consideration process that we believe leads to a deal. And we believe absolutely that a, a high quality podcast that dives into the issues that shows the depth of our thinking in addition to our guests absolutely helps drive duration and, and purchase. Yeah, totally agree. So Obviously, the podcast is not your only content marketing channel. You have you have a bunch, and the podcast is right. sort of one among many. What does the podcast add to the mix that's unique to podcasting? Well, I think it's it's that depth of conversation, right? It's bringing conversations to life with all the texture and detail that you can have in a voice conversation in a longer form format. We also use our podcast. We're also big believers in atomizing your content, right? Just don't create mm -hmm. something once on one medium and let it die on the vine, right? Leverage it and use it. So we'll, we'll record our podcast, we'll release the podcast, and then we'll blog about it as well. So people can see a synthesized yeah. and editorialized version of it if you will. So I think it's that combination of the depth and texture combined with the ability mm -hmm. to then leverage it and leverage it in smaller forms as well. We'll take small chunks of a podcast. We'll take a question and an answer and we'll yeah. serialize that question and answer through social media, for example. So I think it uh, it adds a lot, both in terms of its its own value, but then it's, a, it's value as a content source to be used in other mediums. Yeah. Great point. I mean, I... We do the same thing. In fact, I will be doing the same exact thing to this very episode yeah. of this podcast as we do to, to every episode. So what's your advice? What's your main takeaway for marketing teams that listen to this episode and maybe are thinking about getting into podcasting, but they're not sure? What, what would be your advice? Great question. I'd say a few things. First of all, really consider how you can stand out in the market, right? What is, what is your audience want? What are they not getting today? How can you be different and differentiate yourself? And then I think it's about really through that combination of, of you know, understanding your audience, what they want, what might be missing, really hitting the mark with the quality of your guests, the research that you do. As I mentioned, that is absolutely in our, in our experience, essential to, to high quality podcasting. And then it's really allowing yourself to have a, a conversation that reflects the, the tone and the type of content that you want to create. And that also is in keeping with your brand. I think one of the things that we really strive to do when we launched the podcast was really understand what our brand stands for, what it's all about, and then bring that DNA to podcasting and, and recognize the uniqueness of the podcasting medium. But it was a very natural fit for us because we're about mm -hmm. conversation. We're not a formal or a stiff brand. We, we are about dialogue. We're about conversation. We're about education. We're also about a little bit of entertainment as well, right? We believe that B2B marketing doesn't have to be dry. It can be, it can appeal to human emotions as well. So I think making sure that it's a great fit, that you differentiate, you've got great guests, you do your research, but that it also is very much in line with what your brand represents. And it's, it's an extension of your brand through the unique medium that podcasting is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. And one thing I, that I take from what you just said is to differentiate so much content out there is more short form, right? Mm -hmm. Catering to supposedly short attention spans. Yeah. In podcasting, kind of like we said before, I mean, it's sort of the one channel where, where you can like go go pretty deep. Yeah. And I think that's because 
trying to do that in another medium can be really hard. Like imagine writing a blog post and trying to get really super in depth on something. Yeah. It would just yeah. take forever and no one's yeah. going to read like a 10 no. page blog post, you know, no. but an hour long conversation, you can really get into something and it can flow naturally. And if you're good at it and mm -hmm. it's a genuine conversation, then that can just flow and you can really explore a topic in some mm -hmm. really interesting ways in a way that you don't with without even exactly knowing what's going to happen when you start the conversation I, I think that's you can't really do that in any other medium i think one interesting element to podcasting is people can multitask when they're podcasting right you can't do that when you're reading a blog post or when you're watching right. a video right whereas when we talked about this a little bit I'll, I'll put on a podcast and clean the kitchen mow the lawn right i drive home from from work or my daughter's soccer game, for example, right? And so there's, there's you know, people don't necessarily have the time today to devote lots of time to a singular thing, but podcasting is great and that enables you to do other things in our busy lives while also being informed, entertained and learning about whatever the, the focus of the podcast is. Yeah, right. There's that convenience factor. And in fact, mm -hmm. I was reading... I was looking at some data just the other day that showed that can learning things or consuming content while you're doing other things uh -huh. actually helps your brain better absorb the mm. content. Interesting. For you might, it's a little counterintuitive. You might yeah. think, well, if you're yeah. distracted, then you wouldn't really remember or yeah. it'd be harder to yeah. remember. But in yeah. fact, no, that, that seems at least in some ways not to be true. That being active physically, like walking, yeah. stimulates the brain in yeah. a way that makes things stick. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can absolutely see that. That makes that makes sense in terms of what we know about physical activity and the impact on on learning and the endorphins yeah. that activity releases. So, if that's happening while you're also absorbing a podcast, I can see where it would it would aid in the learning process. Yeah. So, Mark, one final question: How can people yeah. connect with you? Yeah, they feel free to reach out to me at mark at demandspring.com, M-A-R-K at demandspring.com. They can find me on Twitter as well, and they can reach out through our website, demandspring.com. Okay, awesome. And you're on LinkedIn, of course, right? So Absolutely, LinkedIn we'll put, well. A, we'll put a link to your LinkedIn bio on in the show notes. And well, with that, Mark, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. I really enjoy talking about podcasting, of course. And so thank you so much for your time. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, this was a lot of fun, Jeremy. Thanks for having me on. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-Versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.